Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're listening to Bruce Torres on today's news talk radio, TNT. This is World Stage, exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to read a little bit from a recent post at chrishedges.substack.com, February 29th, titled Aaron Bushnell's Divine Violence. The coalition forces intervened in northern Iraq in 1991 to protect the Kurds following the first Gulf War. The suffering of the Kurds was extensive, but dwarfed by the genocide in Gaza. A no-fly zone for the Iraqi Air Force was imposed. The Iraqi military was pushed out of the northern Kurdish areas. Humanitarian aid saved the Kurds from starvation, infectious diseases, and death from exposure. But that was another time, another war. Genocide is evil when it is carried out by our enemies. It is defended and sustained when carried out by our allies, writes Chris Hedges at chrishedges.substack.com, a man I have followed for years whose writings and heart and soul and compassion and insight from decades of experience are profound, and especially when he speaks to things like this. Aaron Bushnell's Divine Violence, posted on February 29th, at chrishedges.substack.com. With me this hour is Lloyd Chapman, founder and president of the American Small Business League, ASBL.com. He has been suing the United States government for over 35 years to protect federal programs designed to steer federal contracts to America's 33 million small businesses. As the strongest voice in America to protect federal programs for small businesses, including those owned by women, minorities, and veterans. Mr. Chapman has won a record 110 legal battles against the federal government. This is Lloyd's second time back with me. I thoroughly enjoy our conversations and this man's heart and soul. Thank you very much, Lloyd, for joining me again. How are you today? I'm fantastic, Bruce. Thanks for having me on again. I'm looking forward to talking to you. Well, to get right into the to the heart and the soul and the the importance of one of the things you're passionate about, it really is your work for the last three some decades on behalf of America's small businesses. So, for brand new years, people meeting you for the law first time, paint a picture of the size and the scope and the importance of America's small businesses, how they're being let down by the federal government, and what you've been doing for decades uh, to fix things and make things right. All right. Uh, several years ago, I, I talked to a journalist who uh, was the uh, White House correspondent for the London Daily Mirror. And he said, if you want to put your editor to sleep, talk about stories about small business. And that's the way I think a lot of people feel. But here's, here's the truth of it. The economy in America is based upon small businesses. That's where most Americans work. 
Uh, here's some statistics that I probably, I'm sure I said last time, but uh, we'll remind people. 99% of all U.S. firms have less than uh, 500 employees, and 98% have less than 100. 98% of all U.S. firms have less than 100, and about 99% of net new jobs come from those small businesses. They're responsible for half the gross domestic product, half the private sector workforce, over 90% of U.S. exports. And what people don't know is the Small Business Act that was passed in 1953, that's the largest economic stimulus program for the American people in the history of America. To put that in comparison under, I think, with the uh, uh, TARP, the Trouble Asset Relief Program, small business got $1 billion. Under the Small Business Act, if it were, if it were properly implemented, it would be over $350 billion every year in perpetuity. So I think, I think this is something that really important affects everybody in America. And uh, it's just completely full of fraud and abuse that's gone that way for 35 years. And I'm, I'm trying to stop it. The crazy thing is, try to find someone other than me in the national media ever trying to end the rampant fraud and abuse and the largest economic stimulus program for the American people in history. I, I don't think you can find anybody. I don't think you can find anybody, which is crazy. There should be you know, 100 guys like me. But uh, I don't know why, but uh, it looks like I'm doing it, you know, alone here. <laughs> right. And just to reflect what you just said, so I really understand the, the, the picture. The Small Business Act of 1953 created the Small Business Administration. And one of the provisions of the act, if not the primary one, is the requirement that 23% of the entire federal budget be allocated to small businesses, which you said, if I'm doing the math right, would be about $350 billion every year, right? Yep, absolutely. But wait, here's the kicker. And the, the thought comes to my head, dear federal government, what do you do well? What do you do right? I'm st I'll get back to you about that because offhand, I really can't think of anything. Me either. Instead of 23% of the annual budget, Lloyd, I've learned from you, in reality, it's about 3% a year, right? Yep. yep. Okay. What, what did you first start to, and listen, you know, I don't want you to think you're putting anyone to sleep. We can go down any tangent about that, any implication about that, and into the other topics that you and I have, have queued up the split second you want. If you feel in the previous uh, sh you know, sh appearance that we cov covered all this, but no, no, no. We, I, we wanted a return engagement for you initially. It was to hear your stories of, of suing the federal government. So even if you just had one or two to satisfy my lust for that story, Lloyd, I'm all ears. Stories about suing the federal government. I've got hundreds. I, I know. <laughs> I've got hundreds. <laughs> I'll, let's just say this. What do you think they do when you sue them, be them in federal court, and then go on national television to expose hundreds of billions in fraud? What do you think the Pentagon does? Oh, my God. Their, their resources are unlimited. Uh, well, what they, what, what, they, what they did to me in 2013 they just pulled the plug on me. Uh, in 2013, I don't remember hearing the word canceled, but the United States government canceled Lloyd Chapman in June of 2013. 
Um, I think one morning, and I can't remember if I told this last time, but but one morning I was Googling my name and there were 50 pages on Google of stories about me, 50 pages. Uh, a two, couple, two, uh, two, three days later, I did it again. I was completely gone. That's just not possible. You can't do that. And uh, I hired a bunch of consultants. Google did it. And at that time, uh, I think it was Eric Schultz was the president of uh, the uh, parent company of Google. And they just, you know, just removed me. And I got emails from every blog I was blogging on. So we're not going to run your blogs anymore. I got emails from uh, uh, Business Wire and PR News. We're not going to run a press release anymore. And uh, my phone hasn't rung. I can't remember the last time my office phone rang. If I call, but uh, yeah, they've, they've, I called the r and they have, they have shut me down. Uh, you can't call me. You, it's, you can't email me. I've been completely isolated. And uh, I think, you know, last time I, I told your viewers, I'll give you a free copy of Bruce's book. Call my office, give me your name and address, right? We haven't received one phone call. In fact, my, again, my phone hasn't rung in, in years. And that, that number works. If I call the number, it'll work, right? But uh, if anybody, you know, other than me calls that number, it, it, it goes to voicemail. And, uh, but yeah, they, that's one thing. So, so they completely isolated me. If I was watching right now, I'd want to know that number. So what's the number, Lloyd? <laughs> 707-789-9575. And here's what I want. i tell you what. I would love to see a video from one of your viewers. Have, have someone call that number. And you videotape with your uh, 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 video with your phone of you calling that number and the recording that you get. I would love to see that. I would love to see that. And uh, so we can prove that someone called the number and left a message, right? I think I, my- I, th- I think I left a message last month or maybe January successfully on your. I'm going to try that after the show, Lloyd. You know what? what? I think yeah. I think you were talking to my assistant. Uh, Justin Rye, and I think you guys were talking on, I oh. forgot, so it wasn't mm-hmm. just the phone. I think it was, uh, what was it? Maybe messenger. another number? Uh, messenger, maybe. I think it was Messenger. Or WhatsApp, but, uh, maybe. I forget. Yeah, okay. Something well, like that, yeah. But, I'm uh, going to try your number after the yeah. show. Yeah, but I would love to see one of your viewers call that number and, and video with your phone, you know, the, the, the message. Yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to see that, right? But, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's what, it's what happened in 2013 that you might know of that brought this real hammer down. I think it might have been going to the Neil Cavuto show on Fox and call Obama comment a liar. <laughs> I think that was it. I think that was it. I, I can't remember if I told you this story last time. It's one of my favorite stories. But uh, when that segment was over, I, you know, Neil Cavuto show, you know, Fox television, millions of people. And the producer said, you're going to be busy tomorrow, buddy. You're going to be busy tomorrow. Right. And uh, he said, you just called a popular African-American president a comment a liar. The next day, I didn't get one phone. I didn't get one email. And that's impossible. That's impossible, right? I went back to do another interview at that same uh, uh, station a few weeks later. I told the guy the story. He said, that's impossible. I think I mentioned this last time. He said, uh, you'll, you're more likely to get one million phone calls than zero. But uh, yeah, so when I called Obama a comment a liar, they got mad. And uh, Google pulled the plug on me, and uh, they shut down my communications, which they have the ca- capacity to do, right? And uh, 
But, you know, anyone uh, like like Hedges that's talking about things that the government doesn't want, it's it's hard to, you know, to hear those people, right? It's hard to hear those people. Do you remember, yeah, what, what did you, do you remember what you called Obama a liar about? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, when he was running for the Democratic nomination against Hillary Clinton, I contact the campaign. I told my Lloyd Chapman, you know, and I'm trying to end fraud to build small business programs. And uh, they, his campaign promised that if he was elected, he would end that. And I wrote a press release that he released. And he said, uh, it's time to end the version of federal small bits of contracts to corporate giants. And I endorsed him. At that time, I was very popular. I was on TV on a weekly basis, right? And I think CNN called me the voice of small business in America. And I think it was Fortune Small Business Magazine uh, called me a, a modern-day Caesar Chavez for small business. I was very popular back then. I was testifying for Congress, writing legislation. I was all over the place, right? And uh, so he promised to, to, uh, to end it. And I did radio shows campaigning for him from 4.30 in the morning in California till like, you know, 4.30 in the afternoon for months. I worked his campaign for months. And when he was elected, he didn't do it. In fact, it got worse. And I was really very disappointed. I, I, I thought Obama was going to be an amazing president, quite frankly. And, and uh, as we all now know, he was not. He was not. And, uh, but yeah, I was really mad about it. And, uh, Yep. <laughs> I was also mad about, I think John Kerry was chair of the Senate Small Business Committee at that time. And I met with him. In fact, I had his cell phone. He would call me and I would call him, right? And I met him at a, at a fundraiser and I thought he was going to do something about it and he didn't. And I wrote something and I think I, you know, said something negative about him and his staff got really mad at me. But uh, uh, basically in America, you can't talk about this. There's lots of things that you, and you and I know what they are, right? There's lots of things you can't talk about or you'll, you'll get canceled, right? Yeah. You can't talk about small business. You can't talk about small business programs. It, it's taboo. You'll never see it on CNN, ABC, CBS, right. uh, Fox. You'll never, you'll never see it. You'll see commercials about small business uh, yeah. continually. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was, I think it was some, cable company, they said, uh, I don't have a small business, I've got a fast business. That was their thing, right? But if you watch CNN or, or, or Fox, you'll hear all these commercials directed towards small businesses, but you will never hear a story in the national media about small businesses. Never, never, never. I, I, I want to know, how are, you, how are you functioning? What is the American Small Business League doing tangibly if you want to get into that, we're going to go to a break in a minute, Lloyd. And then I, I want to pick your brain about everything under the sun like we've queued up because I really resonate with your values and your take on your analysis on much everything we've discussed really about what's wrong with this country and where our potential for solutions are, where are where is, is the hope. And Lloyd Chapman is with me, the founder of the American Small Business League. ASBL.com, fighting a righteous effort to demand compliance with the law. Every president since Eisenhower, hello, just execute the laws. That's why you're called the chief executive. And now here is important information from today's news talk, TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. Nelson Mandela was once a terrorist. 
He was a terrorist. And, and then all of a sudden he was a hero because you were told to think so. And we saw that with Tedros. Tedros from the World Health Organization <laughs> tells you nothing about health. Um, he was once wanted in his own country for crimes against his own people on a most wanted terrorist list. But now we have to listen to Tedros talking, well, I don't listen, but talking rubbish. So what you have to kind of think to yourself right now is, Everything that you're told is an inversion. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. Affordable housing, we can build that. Sustainable housing, we can build that. At MIT Modular, we understand the importance of housing for all and the importance of design, cost, and functionality. Our goal is to meet the needs of our growing population by converting shipping containers to livable units. If you're like-minded and in a position to invest in something meaningful and life-changing, we want to hear from you. We are a team of professional architects, engineers, and financial and tax experts dedicated to offering unique solutions that provide a brighter future. Our Opportunity Zone Fund offers investors both real estate and operating business diversification five-year tax deferral on capital gains, annual tax benefits, and ultimately tax-free appreciation potential. There are opportunity zones all over America. If you're interested in learning more about our services, need affordable housing, or want to participate in creating a new vision for tomorrow, give us a call in the U.S. on 385-985-5702 or read more at MITModular.com. MIT Modular. We can build that. Without CO2, the world stops breathing. CO2 sustains all life on Earth. Government, the WEF, and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of. Today's News Talk, TNT Radio. This is World Stage, and with me is Lloyd Chapman, president and founder of the American Small Business League, ASBL.com. Suing often, pressuring the federal government to fulfill the law of steering 23% of the federal budget ought to be going to small businesses. The victim of a massive censorship and banning campaign since 2013. What, how, are you, how have you functioned since then? What is the league? What are you up to these days? What are the most important issue about uh, the impact of this, this lack of funding that small businesses are entitled to? Well, uh, I tried several things uh, when they when they shut me down. I'll call it, uh, you know, just censored me and, and canceled me. I started lobbying Congress. I started going to Washington and, and meeting with members of Congress, had some success with that. I wrote uh, legislation that was introduced to Congress three times and never made it out of committee. Um, and then I decided I just start suing them. So I, I always won in court. My win ratio, by the way, is 98.5%. That's, that's, that's almost impossible. That's, that's hard to do. That's that tells, hard to that, do, right? That tells the whole but, story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've gotten good at it. And uh, so I just start suing them and uh, putting out as best I could with press releases and, uh, you know, doing any kind of media I could. And, uh, but uh, I, I started working on Twitter. And uh, by the way, people can follow me on Twitter and uh, see what I'm doing. And uh, the funny thing was, 
I was really, I was just skyrocketing on Twitter. I was just going up like, I was picking up like 100 followers a day. And then uh, about 90, 90 days ago, I lost about 2,000 followers overnight. And then uh, about 90, 90 days ago, I lost about 2,000 followers overnight. And then no matter what I do, I can't get above about, I think about like a 50, 500 followers. Uh, see if this makes sense. Tell me, tell me if this makes sense to you, Bruce. I, I put out a post uh, at, at an event, a, a video I took at a kidney event, and it got 37,700 views. Now, at that time, I had about, let's just say, 5,000 followers. Well, to, to see that video, you had to be sort of in the Kennedy space of Twitter, right? Well, that means uh, over 30,000 people that weren't my followers saw that video. And when I find a Kennedy uh, person on, on Twitter, I follow them. So my experience has been when Kennedy people find each other on Twitter, they automatically follow them. Mm-hmm. So the fact that over 30,000 people saw that uh, post and didn't follow me, in fact, I lost followers. Do you think that's impossible? Can you explain that to me in some way that I can understand? Was what do that, you think? Was that close to about 90 days ago when you yeah. lost those subscribers? Yeah. Yeah, about 90 wow. days ago. Wow. And uh, I had a post, uh, gosh, maybe a month ago, and I think I got 13,000 followers on that one. And again, my followers kind of stayed the same. But you but got thirty, you got thirteen thousand views. Thirteen thousand views, right. and my followers stayed the same. Or actually, I think I lost a few. So but, to me, it looks like I'm being centered on on Twitter. Does but, that make sense to you? Do you, you agree with that? But Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mister Free Speech. So much for that. Wow. Uh, I, I put posts on Twitter sometimes as a test. In fact, I did that for several months. I would put something out uh, to see what the response was. And uh, my, my experience and my opinion is that the government has tremendous control of social media and, and Twitter specifically. And I'm confused by that because Elon Musk is, you know, big free speech guy. But if you go on your uh, your computer and type in uh, shadow ban on X, there's dozens and dozens, about hundreds of stories. Uh, in fact, you can, you can say how to see if you're shadow banned on X. So if there's no censorship on X, why are there a hundred articles and stories out there to how to tell if you're shadow banned? Does that make sense? So clearly, <laughs> you know, shadow banning, People make shadow ban. You can hire consultants to unshadow ban you, right? right? Uh, wow. Yeah, I, I bumped into a former Twitter employee that, that you know, for a certain amount of money, they can unshadow ban you, and uh, 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 current Twitter employees can tell if you're if you're shadow banned. In fact, I, I had a, a current Twitter employee tell me he could tell a shadow ban, and he said, "I'm getting about half the uh, views on my post that I should be getting." But uh, yeah, it's very disappointing. You know, I, I love Elon Musk. I think he's amazing. I just, I, I just think he's amazing. I appreciate what he's done. Mm-hmm. But uh, my experience has been, uh, if you're a, a Bobby Kennedy supporter on X, you're to get suppressed. How about this? 
Polls show that 77% of Americans do not want Biden. Since June, according to Harvard-Harris poll, Bobby Kennedy's had the highest approval rating of of all the candidates. If you go on X and look at Biden, he's got 34 million followers, and Kennedy's got like 2.7. See, so what I I would do is I would put out posts and compare them to the polls. So to me, for Biden to have 34 million followers, and he's got the lowest approval rating of any president in history, he's got the lowest approval rating of anybody running for president, the polls that I see, right? And uh, and then for Kennedy to have only 2.7, to me, that's some pretty powerful evidence that, that, that Kennedy, his supports a big shadow ban, the, the activity on Twitter should mirror the national polls. Does that make yeah. sense to you? It should. Well, it's absolutely. And yet, you know, there's so much subterfuge and there's so we're gamed so many ways. I, th- I think Kennedy recently had an had a big interview with Elon Musk. So is Elon Musk detached from the, you know, the shadow banning on Twitter? It just raises more questions. The bottom yeah. line is very little makes sense. It often rarely ever makes sense, which is so frustrating. And I don't want to become used to that, but I think I think I have. You know, if I've got this running strain of either anxiety or <laughs> cynicism, it's because at almost every touch, I'm frustrated by things that just, you know, now boo-hoo, Bruce, life is, doesn't have to make sense for you. I know, I know. But when someone like Elon Musk pounds his chest about free speech and Lloyd, you experience what you're, you're experiencing, thank you for letting me rant about that for a little bit because by golly, right? Now, but it does let us talk about Robert F. Kennedy Jr., and his candidacy, which you know, I think, is a, an opportunity of near miraculous proportions. What do you see as the state of his candidacy? How's it doing? What would you report to those who aren't following it? Well, he's the only candidate that's not backed by Fortune 500 companies, you know, like the defense and aerospace industry, the military industrial complex, you know, pharmaceutical companies. He's the only guy. Everyone else is backed by some Fortune 500 companies that if, if their guy gets elected, he's got to do their bidding, right? And what Fortune 500 companies want is not in the best interest of the American people. So uh, your, 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 your viewers and listeners can look up um, corporate lobbyists at the DNC and RNC. I think we mentioned that last time. There's a multitude of articles that show that, that uh, the DNC and RNC are completely staffed from top to bottom with corporate lobbyists. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, and, any, anyone and, and, the, that, and the cabinets of uh, all recent presidents. You yeah. Know, those, they're, they're filled with yeah. those luminaries. Yeah. Here's something, here's something about Obama that I remember that made me mad. Obama said there'd be no room for lobbyists in his administration. The first person he appointed was a lobbyist for Raytheon. And that guy's over procurement for the Pentagon. Right. So he, he puts a, a, you know, a lobbyist ahead of procurement for the Pentagon. But, uh, so yeah, so if if you're going to vote for somebody, don't vote for someone who represents Fortune 500 firms mm-hmm. who do not have the best interest of the American people in mind. Mm-hmm. Fortune mm-hmm. 500 firms, whether it's Apple or or uh, Boeing, have some common interests. They want less regulation. They want less taxes. And the U.S. Chamber of Commerce lobbies for Fortune 500 companies. Right? Mm-hmm. They don't have your best interest. So uh, when you see 
Fortune 500 firms wanting their taxes cut, of course, most of them pay very little tax anyway. Who's going to pick up that burden? The American people do. The middle class does. So every dollar a tax cuts for Fortune 500 firms is another dollar that the American people have to have to make up, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I saw a post on Twitter the other day that really uh, impacted me. Someone said, if you live in a country that has that's giving money to other countries, you're paying too much in taxes. That just completely blew my mind, right? I started thinking about what if the Pentagon quit invading countries around the world and just protected America? You know, no troops outside of America. We could cut the Pentagon budget in half, and then we could cut our taxes in half, right? Most of our tax dollars go to what they call defense. Well, it actually goes for offense, so, yeah, think about that. If America quit attacking other countries, if we cut foreign aid, quit attacking other countries, just mind our own business like like uh, Switzerland does, they can cut our taxes in half. Ken- you know? Ken- Kennedy's candidacy is, is, a, is a miraculous opportunity. Everyone ought to go to Kennedy24.com and see his position. Like you're describing the military his is to close down, I'm going to say, all unnecessary bases. I could foresee a base or two, maybe, but we've got, I believe, hundreds, if not close to 200 bases circling the world and pouring uh, and feeding, paying the arms manufacturers, not only for our supplies, but also the supplies of our our allies. <laughs> and what Kennedy wants to do is radical and that's why we think we got problems he doesn't have secret service protection i believe he is such a tangible threat to business as usual powers that be um talk talk about the maybe full spectrum domestically foreign affairs affecting our health uh kennedy's uh what you're admiring him for please yeah well you you have to realize that all policy of the United States government is directed by special interest, some outside of America, and by the Fortune 500 companies here in America. Everything's directed by those guys. And no matter where you look, no matter where you look, you see legislation and policies that are not in the best interest of the American people. You see, you know, foreign policy and domestic policy that's damaged American, damaging to the American people. Look at look at the, the millions of people streaming across the border. I just saw TV today. That, you know, they're already uh, these illegal aliens are are killing people and robbing people. And uh, you know, you, you probably saw the story. A four or five of them jumped on some cops in New York and kicking them when they're on the ground. Uh, how how can that possibly? be in the best interest of the American people to let millions of illegal aliens just scream across the border. It, it can't be, but that's happening. So how is it happening that America is a democracy and things are happening uh, domestically and in foreign policy that we don't want? We don't want that. We don't want millions of illegal aliens you know, flooding our country, but that's happening. So does that mean America is not a democracy? Does it mean the American people, what we want doesn't matter? Uh, we want... The government to comply with the law. Federal law says a minimum of 23% goes to small businesses. That's not happening. Uh, that's about $350 billion a year that's being diverted from the middle class to Fortune 500 firms. 
Uh, I probably said this last time, but Fortune 500 firms haven't created one net new job in over 40 years, and many of them pay no taxes. So uh, after 35 years of suing the government, here's what I've discovered. 97% of all federal spending goes to less than 1% of U.S. companies, and that 1% doesn't create jobs and many pay no taxes. And I, 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 would, I think that's I think that's going to destroy our economy. I, I, I sincerely do. Well, it just it just it de it deepens the definition of corporate capture, you know, which is a phrase I picked up from Kennedy over the last year as he's describing how regulatory agencies work for the industries they should be regulating on Absolutely. our behalf to protect us from harms, not being <laughs> business partners, not being business partners with the corporations that are are flooding our markets and our environments with literally dangerous products and exorbitant prices in my in my opinion so yeah you just well documented in my opinion how the government has been corporate captured which is the definition of fascism which is the which well describes the extent of the tyranny and the loss of freedoms that we suffer and what kennedy is doing He's alluding to and he's inspiring interest in, well, what should we be, which goes to the back to the American ideals, which is still another miraculous opportunity, is if enough of us would demand that our government fulfill the functions and the intentions of our founding. And that, you know, the, when the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Federalist Papers are discussed and known over and over and over again by more Americans will have a chance of becoming America again, which we will be when we live under the Constitution again, which we have not lived under since at least the USA Patriot Act after 9-11. Lloyd, talk into all that, please. Well, you know, I, when someone talks to me about politics and what they're upset about, I always say the same thing. I say, it's much worse than you think it is. <laughs> so, 35 years of suing the government. I've been in every office in the House and the Senate. I've met most of the presidents in my adult lifetime. I've been all over Washington. Uh, I've been I've been everywhere. It's much worse than people think it is. To tell you the truth, I I, I probably wouldn't talk about <laughs> what I really think it is. I, I I probably get canceled. Right? You'd never hear from me again. But well, not just, off, not much, off much to, well, you'd always have a home at TNT because yeah. we are a free speech yeah. platform. <laughs> when I when I the first time I went to Washington and I went to one of the, the buildings, I got to an elevator and a woman got in the elevator with me, looked like she was gonna be posing posing for Playboy. She had a blouse that was so tight it was pulled between the buttons you could see inside of her shirt, and she looked like a Playboy buddy. <laughs> I thought I would see a lot of attorneys that, 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 wrote, that wrote the legislation. If you go to any building in Congress, it looks like a college dorm. I would say the average age of people that work in Congress is, is probably 25. And you don't see people who look like people that could write legislation. Legislation is written by lobbyists. So uh, one thing that I remember from, uh, from doing this for so many years is, when you, you can tell these, these corporate lobbyists, they're wearing custom-made suits. I can tell a custom-made suit, right? And they have French cuffs, and their, their coat sleeves are cut back so you can see the cuffs. And they have 14-karat uh, gold presidential seal cufflinks. Now, you basically buy those by donating money to some president, right? And uh, 
yeah, these guys, custom-made shirts, custom-made suits, you know, uh, it's uh, such, Gucci it's loafers. So, I'm just picturing the, you know, Louis Fourteenth and his entourage, his courtiers, his ass kissers, while the peasantry is starving and they're coming to the gates. We're in late-stage empire, right? Does yeah, it, I mean, I, yeah. I, I think so. I, I, I tell you something. I really believe that America is going to implode. I really do. I really do. I, I believe America's I, going I, to implode. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and we have to be okay with that. We have to be adults who can not only handle the truth, but honestly, when you look at history, countries like the United States rise and fall. And we yep. can't fight human nature. We can just we just have to leverage it. With me is Lloyd Chapman, founder and president of the American Small Business League, suing the federal government for decades to make it obey its own law on behalf of small businesses, including women-owned, minority-owned, and veteran-owned businesses. Well dissecting and analyzing what ails the good ship union to be continued on the other side of this important information from today's News Talk, TNT. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Americans love an underdog and nothing makes us happier than a comeback. Perhaps the most moronic thing written in the 20th century was F. Scott Fitzgerald's line that there are no second acts in American lives. Perhaps what he meant to write was there aren't only second acts in American lives because Many, myself included, have proven that there are not only second acts, but third, fourth, and even fifth acts. We're witnessing a political comeback now, the likes of which we've not seen since Richard M. Nixon in 1968. Donald Trump is on a roll to become president of the United States once again, and perhaps taking as many as 40 states along the way. The UAW in Michigan has supported him, the first Republican they've supported since Ronald Reagan, because they understand that Democrat policies with regards to electric vehicles aren't in their interest. Black people are flocking to Trump, Hispanic people, union guys and gals, basically Americans. Sarah Huckabee Sanders had it partially correct when she said this election is between normal and crazy, but really this election is between Americans and America haters. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for today's News Talk TNT. When I had my heart event close to four years ago, I was at the gym, thought I deserve a coffee, and thought I'll top up with fuel, ordered a coffee. But while I was pumping fuel, I started to get chest pains. Then it got worse and worse and worse. So then I was leaning on the counter thinking, yeah, something's not quite right. So then I went to wait for the coffee and that's when it really, really hit. And Joy just, you know, mouthed, do you need an ambulance? And I remember nodding. I wasn't even thinking about a heart attack. I just thought, something is seriously wrong with me here. So when the cardiologist came to see me, she informed me that I'd had what they call a widow-maker heart attack. Bit of a shock when someone says, you know, you nearly died. <laughs> Everybody should be aware of all the symptoms of a heart attack that women can have that aren't typical of the shoulder pain, the right arm pain. I go to the gym, I do yoga, Pilates, I swim, I go on bike rides, and yet I still had a heart attack. You just don't know it could be you.
Bruce Torres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. With me is Lloyd Chapman, and we are talking about late-stage empire. Lloyd, you said, you hate to say it, but it, you, it's, it looks likely to you that America could implode. Flesh that out for me. I think it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Um, if America were a business, it would be bankrupt. If America were a business, nobody would loan your money because you, you already owe more money than you'll ever be able to pay off, right? So America's, I think they bring in like $4.5 trillion in taxes, something like that, and we owe $35 trillion. I saw that it's projected to be $55 trillion, I think, within four or five years. So we owe an amount of money that can't be paid off. That means the country is insolvent. And to me, that means the currency has no value, right? When, when, when a country is insolvent, doesn't that mean that the currency is – is, is valueless. I remember seeing uh, after World War II, people with wheelbarrows full of Deutschmarks going to buy a loaf of bread. You ever seen those pictures of someone when I was in high after, school, right? After World War so, I. Yeah. yeah. So, no, and, and it's getting worse. Uh, the, the, I call it the evil empire. That's the term that I use. I like it. Um, and I think the evil empire is going to get us into a war with Iran, which we can't afford. They're going to kill more innocent women and children. Uh, I've seen a number of articles that most of the people that have lost their lives in the world terror were innocent civilians. Most of them. I saw an article the other day where Israel said that they think it's a good ratio that, that killing two civilians for every Hamas fighter, that they're proud. That, that's good. They, they think that's a good number, right? Uh, so can you imagine? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, my head's just really, I saw Elon Musk uh, in, in an interview and he talked about um, that uh, the war in Gaza is creating more terrorists. The world, the world terror created more terrorists, you know. And um, if we attack Iran, you know, we're going to have so many people that, that are going to want to kill Americans. I would bet money that there are hundreds of, of terrorists that they've let come across the border. Why would they not do that? If you're mm -hmm. a terrorist, why would you not just walk across the border? Why would you not do that? If you're one of these guys that wants to go yeah. see Allah and uh, you think that, you, you know, if you kill Americans, that'll help you get there, just walk across the border and you can get into America, right? So I just don't see how America cannot implode. Um, I, no. don't think you could, I don't think you could be in Congress. In fact, I can tell you this right now. You cannot be in Congress unless you do the bidding of the evil empire which is fortune fighter. You can't, you, they'll, they'll run you out. And they'll run the you out of town. Right. And out of the 435 members of Congress, maybe that's just the house. Maybe it's 535, including the senators. Yeah. There is the one or the two or the three or the four right. who are not beholden, as you say, but they are functionally powerless. You know, the best among them might be a Rand Paul. Yeah. And maybe Bernie I, Sanders. Well, well, he's an example, briefly, of someone who said all the right things, but at the end of the day, he took the money and ran because yeah. the DNC nomination was stolen from him in 2016 and in 2020, and he didn't, he didn't, he didn't go to battle over that. You know, yeah. so they definitely screwed him over. But he said he said all the right things. I don't know. I forget my opinion of his voting record. I. Um, 
But as far as the imminent collapse that we have to be ready for and yet hope for the best, right? Because, 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 not only because of what Kennedy represents as an opportunity, because any critical thinker has to be ready for Bobby Kennedy to have to to be taken out at any second, okay? Because someone that good, that real, I'm even wrong about what I'm what I was about to say. They're not going to let him in, Lloyd, to break our hearts like they did with his uncle in the early '60s. Yep, they might yep. let him become president and then take him out because that has the effect in this sick, sadistic workings of these evil empire controllers that you well described. They would love that because they really, it seems to me, feel so fortified by their wealth. They don't need functioning sovereign nations whatsoever. And they seem to have a slow burn plan to sicken and kill plenty of us, especially if the harm from the vaccines continues to unfold in the course that it is unfolding. Uh, continue your thoughts along these lines before I ask you to join me in a conversation about where's the hope and where are solutions and what can we do along those lines? I saw a, a video of Kennedy an hour ago where he's addressing a large group of people. He says, you need to resist, 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 and resist. And he said, he said, I will to, to, to die this, to, to die to do this, to accomplish this. And he said, I'll die with my boots on. I almost started to cry. <laughs> I showed you my girlfriend and literally, you know, tearing up, right? He's amazing. He is amazing. You see Biden talking and he doesn't know, you know, where he is, right? I think I saw him in I saw him in Canada going, I'd like to thank the people of China. <laughs> All right. He didn't know where yeah. he is. Uh, I, I saw, saw him walking on a, a TV report today. He could barely walk, right? And then you watch Kennedy and he'll he'll move you to tears. He is amazing. Yeah. He's charismatic. He's an amazing man. And um if, if he can de- uh, get on national television and debate whoever's going to be running, I would bet my life Biden's not going to be running in, in 90 days. That poor guy. Have you seen him going down weekly? He's going down weekly, you know. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. But if Kennedy debates Trump, Kennedy will win in a landslide victory. He is so charismatic and engaged. I've met him three times, and mm. he is just amazing, right? But, uh, yeah, people, people need to get mad. I think people – you don't understand what's happening, Right. Uh, the average American, they don't understand what's happening. They understand how bad it is, right? You're the guy that you voted for for the Senate or for Congress. He didn't give a damn what you want. He doesn't care what you think. He can't stay there unless he does what Fortune 500 firms want him to do. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it's just, you know, again, people don't know how bad it is. Uh, people should look up um, thirty-five trillion dollars missing at the at the uh, Pentagon. Thirty-five trillion missing at the Pentagon, unaccounted for. Did you know about that? It's yeah. staggering. Thirty-five trillion dollars. You know, look as, it up. As a, and as a as a former actor, I say, think about what you could make look really, really real if you had a thirty-five trillion dollar budget. Oh, you know, <laughs> I tell you what. Here's what I think. I think that a lot of that money is being used to lobby Congress or pressure Congress. I, I do. I, I know it's true. Yeah. That where's that money? Where is that money? Um, what not only it. the not only the bribery, 
what kind of technology, for instance, I know many, many people, it's really, I think, a common thing. You tell me. People will be having a conversation with somebody, and then the next time they go to their computer or look at their phone, they suddenly see advertisements for that thing that they haven't mentioned or thought of in Absolutely. 20 years. Absolutely. Oh, wait, what about this? Me. This has happened to me and others that I've talked to. <laughs> I have thought about something that is personal that I haven't thought of in years, and the same phenomenon has happened. Have you ever heard that happening? No, but I've definitely I, I've experienced it a hundred times where I talk about something and uh, either I or someone you know that's around me it pops up on their Facebook ads. Yes, right. Yes, but uh, yeah, think so, about that. Think think about that. They're listening to everything you say. What I call the evil empire is listening to everything you say. They know right. everything you do. Every right. every website you look up, every search, right. everything you buy, everywhere you go. There's nothing that you do that they don't know about. That's right. They know, they know what your cholesterol is. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Now, and if anybody thinks, oh, Lloyd and Bruce are being overdramatic, thinking that we're close to collapse, wait a second. History proves that any society that gets to this level of encroaching <coughs> upon our rights will go to the end of destroying itself to impose and uh, tyrannize over its own people. Chris Hedges, who I quoted at the beginning, has written in the like past. Him. Yeah, he has quoted in the past that history shows that as empires die, they bring their worst foreign abuses home. And we've been yep. seeing that quite intentionally for many, many years now. And the illegal aliens are a huge symptom of that because there are folks who follow that like um, Brian O'Shea at Daily Cloud with J.J. Carroll on Naomi Wolf's team. And J.J. Carroll is a former border agent for years. And they're talking about, you know, the millions that have come in in the last few years and the thousands who are likely criminals or military age sure. foreigners or, like you say, terrorists, thousands. So uh, we have to, that's the thing. We just have to be ready for anything at any split second and to galvanize around an opportunity like Bobby Kennedy's candidacy. We have about six minutes left, Lloyd, and I want to sit back and relax with you and give us a chance to zero in on anything we've already talked about or bring up something that we haven't talked about yet or pick my brain. I'll pick your brain. What occurs to you how best to use our remaining minutes here? All right. Let me just say this. People need to get scared and you need to get mad and realize you're being abused in every conceivable way. Your tax dollars are being squandered. If you're a woman, you're being discriminated against. If, you have a, if you're a woman-owned business owner, 95% of all federal spending goes to men. Half the population is women. They own 43% of the businesses, and 95% of your tax dollars go to companies owned by men. So if you're a woman, I'd start getting mad. You're being discriminated against by the federal government, right? They spend uh, $1.5 trillion a year, and 95% are going to male-owned companies. Women get 5%. I haven't heard any women's group talk about that. So, but but people should get scared. You should get mad and realize that that it, it's quite possible this co this country could be on the verge of, of complete economic collapse. And uh, again, if you want a president, 
that is run by Fortune 500 firms vote for Trump or Biden or whoever they replace Biden with. If you want someone that's going to uh, be uh, conduct himself in your best interest, best interest of the American people and, and, and the uh, economy and the planet, it's only Bobby Kennedy. That's your only choice. And uh, he's it's amazing. Pro- it's, it's profound. Listening to Kennedy and his speeches, if we're on a sinking rowboat, and by many indications we are, we can't even get up. Well, yes, you say get mad. Let's get mad about that. He's hoping against hope because he knows what he's up against. But to listen to him is to get an education in what's possible because he is so deeply grounded in American history, literally born out of a family that had to survive horrendous human tragedies and traumas and yet still find reasons to be cheerful, find reasons to go forward with some fire in some belly. And my hobby horse is, all roads along these lines lead to the ideals of the American founding because they will serve humanity wherever you use them. They have served yep. humanity in Russia and China when they've implemented yep. certain economic policies that we were the innovators of. They're implementing American policies and it's benefiting their economies. We used to, we had great spurts and great phases of great prosperity and great liberating movements that freed more and more of humanity eventually women, eventually minorities, and eventually we stop slaughtering our own natives. We're not perfect. It's the nature of, it's human nature. We've got about three minutes left, Lloyd. Back to you. All right. Here's something I want to show you. This, this is how old I am. Here's me and uh, Gerald Ford. <laughs> That's how long I've been doing this stuff, right? Um, right. Yeah, people, go, go <laughs> watch a speech. Go watch a speech by Bobby Kennedy. Just go watch him, listen to him talk, right? Um, I was reading your book, and I saw that your father was an intelligence officer. No, my so pub- my publisher Chris's father was an intelligence officer. Oh, okay, all right, all right. Yeah, fascinating story. The, yeah, fascinating. My dad story. worked for the CIA. Well, he was a CIA officer back in the seventies. Uh, but uh, uh, by the way, I love your book. By the way, I think they've sold out of it at Amazon. Did you know that? No, I saw your email. I'm. Uh, that's good news. Yeah, I, I think they've sold out of it. You know, I told people if you uh, call me, I'll send you a free copy of Bruce's book. Now here's my offer: send me an email, uh, info at asbl.com. Send me an email with your name and address, and I'll send you a copy of Bruce's book. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting as many as I'd like. I'll, I'll give the first hundred people a copy of Bruce's book. So send me an email, and or try to call me on the phone, and uh, follow me on Twitter. And, and let's 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 change this stuff. Let's let's try to save this country from from uh, bankruptcy. <laughs> God and bless help you. small business help small business women get the amount of government contracts that the law says they should get. Yeah, learn all about that at ASBL American Small Business League dot com and uh, to read reviews about my book. What's so good about my book? People should go to brucetotoris.com. Lord, I'm really so honored and grateful that you had that inspiration last time, and you, you and you did and you did it again about my book. I'm really eager for you to, if you could get through the whole thing. Any thoughts that you had about the whole thing, All anything right. you want to discuss? Because I tried to make that chock full of conversation starters about how the house is burning, and we everyone needs to grab a bucket. Absolutely. Lloyd Chapman, founder and president of the American Small Business League, ASBL.com, trying to get the legally mandated amount of federal budget every year into the hands of small businesses here on the awesome and incredible Today's News Talk, TNT.